This is the Travel Writer Show. Hello and welcome to Travel Writers Radio. I'm your host, Graham Kemlow, bringing you authentic, independent stories about the people behind the food, wine, lifestyle and travel experiences around the world and around the corner. Now, there are no influencers here, just journalists, members of Pallet, the Professional Association of Lifestyle and Travel Writers. And you're tuned to J-Air. We're here every Wednesday from 5pm to 7pm. My co-host tonight is Rita Ehrlich. Hi, Rita. Hi, Graham. Hi, listeners. Graham, what did you do over the Easter break? Well, over Easter, I got in the car and went to Sydney. Now, some might think, well, that was pretty silly. There are lots of cars on the road. But we went the second week. So, well, second week of the school holidays. So it wasn't quite as bad as trying to travel in those high days of, uh, of Easter and Passover. I had the opportunity of going up to see my children and, importantly, at my age, my grandchildren. And they both live in Sydney. So it's a lot longer to drive but, uh, than to fly. But we decided uh, we'd stop overnight both directions to break up the trip. Now, there's a lot to offer in the regions. There's good coffee. There's great bakeries, country hospitality from uh, the cafe to the general store to the services club. Uh, we, we had great meals and I think much better value often than in the city. So we had a good trip both ways, but there were some downsides as well. When you go up the Hume Highway, there's a 110 kilometre speed limit, but only for a small part of it. Uh, it's only 80 kilometres uh, out on the Tullamarine Freeway, which I don't really understand. And then you get up to uh, up past Seymour and there's a whole row of speed cameras, a conga line of speed cameras, as Mark Latham might have once said. And I just think it's crazy. Like, they're all lined up there. Everybody knows they're there. They slow down and then immediately speed up again. Anyway, uh, sort of defeated the purpose a little bit, I, I thought. And all told, we travelled in a nice... Small, modern, clean diesel vehicle. I used about 100 litres of fuel for the whole trip. So a full tank, which I think 65 litres, got me there and part of the way back, which was very uh, miserly, I guess, in terms of fuel. Certainly less than we would have used on a flight. However, given my druthers, I'd rather have been sitting in a TGV, Rita, because uh, uh, we desperately (laughs) need one here in Victoria. Yep. It's amazing that there isn't a fast train between Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, I find it incredible, but I know they're very expensive. It's billions with a B. However, I would have thought that's an ideal length. The um, TGV from Paris around to Monaco is probably a similar length. I'm not 100% certain. You know, a six, there, are, there is a six-hour TGV train. I would have thought at two to 300 kilometres an hour, Uh, which is what it does, we'd get to Sydney in a good time. And when you add in all the security at each end and the palaver about being there early and all the aggro in an airport, I I think it'd be a hell of a lot easier if they just bit the bullet and uh, now that we've done all our railway crossings and all the rest of it, can we concentrate on that? The other thing, Sydney's got a magnificent tunnel that allows you to bypass about, I'm told by my children, about 50 red lights from the inner city out virtually to Liverpool. And the tunnel just goes on for 20-plus minutes. And you only know where you are because there's a big sign written in tiles on the side of the tunnel that says, 
Roselle or whatever the other suburb is oh, you're wow. passing under. Yep. It was fabulous. So, Rita, with all that said, what are we doing tonight on the show? We've got lots of things. Our sustainability reporter, Keely Warren, has an interview with adventure tourism operator Mick Cooper of Wild Adventures in Melbourne, and he specialises in regenerative travel. Reporter Belinda Jackson's just back from London and reports on the state of readiness in the city for this weekend's coronation, which seems to have captured the nation's spirit, judging by the amount of royal bunting, souvenirs and shop window displays. That's in London, I think, not here. Last we spoke with her, Carolyn Jasinski had grabbed a two-way radio, a personal locator beacon and her water bottle to head off on a solo outback adventure. The spoiler alert is that she's survived, thank goodness, and has returned safe and sound. But she's got some good tips for anyone else interested in tackling the Red Centre of Australia. And in our long-form interview... This week, you, Graham Kemlow, interview a woman from Tonga, Silva McLeod, whose fantasy was to become a pilot and to marry a white man. Well, she did meet and marry an Australian electrician, had two beautiful girls and learned to fly. But in between times, her husband, Ken, developed a rare cancer. Despite his illness, he encouraged her to pursue her aviation career, which she did to become Tonga's first female pilot and take control of a Virgin 777 on the international route. She's written a book and tells Graham about her journey. And in our hashtag worth a thousand words segment, Graham Kemlow, who was recently in the Hawkesbury River region to the northwest of Sydney, photographed a unique location where a tree is the designated drinking spot under federal regulation. Yes, that was quite humorous, uh, Rita. The picture tells a thousand words for sure. And Rita, you've got a story about Venice, one of the greatest cities in the world, and from time to time we hear that it's doomed. But is it? And how do we get the best out of a city so heavily visited? Rita Ehrlich talks to Robert Veal of Limelight Arts Travel, a man who takes tours to Venice and who so loves the city, he's bought an apartment there. Culinary World was in shock this week with the untimely passing of Jock Zonfilo. Our Adelaide-based food writer, Diane Matson interviewed Jock four years ago when he won a major global award, the Basque Award, for his contribution to Indigenous foods. And we're going to rerun that interview as a tribute to the man and his legacy. That's all coming up on Travel Writers Radio here on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.